Hi, this is Michelle. And this is Deanna. And this is Historable. Patreon. Yep. So, Deanna. So, Michelle. Welcome to another month of Patreon. Woo! This is our February 2023 Patreon episode hitting you hot. And guess what, Patreon listeners? You're not stuck with me this month. You get a Michelle Patreon. (laughs) Yes, as if you don't hear my voice enough throughout the month, I'm here to clog your Patreon feeds too. (laughs) because <laughs> i like doing a patreon now and again too they're fun they're, they're so much fun yeah they're they're my favies i like yeah. my you know i like our main feed episodes too but i just i don't know gotta love me some some patreon time for sure we can get a little different on here and today is no exception because we're doing a conspiracy theory today yeah <sighs> I love my conspiracy theories, and actually, it's a little bit of a parlay off of an episode that we've already done. A parlay, you say? A parlay. I'm like, now I'm hoping (laughs) I use that word correctly in a sentence. (laughs) Uh, So today, we're going to be talking about the conspiracy theory of the lost cosmonauts. Oh, yes! You talked about this and told me about it before, and I was so excited, and I am so excited. Yay. So fun. So this is, uh, I love to say this one, it's an episode like that, but this is like one of the first topics that made our topic list was Mm -hmm. I definitely added this cosmonaut story. (laughs) So the episode that it's kind of spinning off of is episode 12, which is crazy, Uh, When we did the episode on the space race, to recap, well, one, go back and listen to it if you want, but please, that's episode 12, so I don't know what the sound sounds like, okay? I don't know if it's sounding or if it's sounding. You know what I mean? Okay. (laughs) So anyway, essentially what we talked about in that episode was this space race between Soviet Russia and the United States and or also the West. So to kind of set the scene of the time, it was in the middle of the Cold War, right? So like Soviet Russia was gently beefing against the West, I think it's like a good way to put it. Like gently beefing. <laughs> gently beefing, yeah. There was no yeah. actual like boots on the ground, like we're going to battle together, but there was a battle happening. God. Yeah. So a big concept at the time too is you'll hear like, the USSR was hiding behind the red curtain or the red wall or the iron curtain, right? Like, and that was the idea. That was kind of like the metaphor used to explain like the secrecy that the USSR had at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to keep Western politics and media out of their kind of lifestyle and their vibe. And that contributed a lot to the space race because the U.S. and Russia were kind of, you know, going head to head, trying to get to space first, trying to send the first satellite, the first 
everything, right? So that's kind of what we're spinning off of today is things that may or may have may or may not have happened during this space race. I'm so excited. Although I'm anti-space, I'm excited about this episode. Totally, yeah. For longtime listeners, you will know that Deanna, uh, space freaks out Deanna and the deep ocean freaks me out. Like, I'm also freaked out about space. And you're probably also freaked out about the deep ocean. Like, it's mutual. The, I don't know. The ocean, like, there's a there's an end. There's an end to the ocean. That I don't understand the end of we've space. We've never found the end of the ocean. Well, there has to be the an bottom. end. The bottom. Like, there's a what bottom if, of the ocean. What if there's just a black hole into another dimension? You don't know that. Probably straight to space. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. To, anyway. To, your, to Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just a little Okay, anyway, moving along. <laughs> Something to note off the top, too, is you'll probably notice that I said cosmonauts and not astronauts. It's just what our two different countries call it. It's just their version of an astronaut. I kind of like cosmonaut better than astronaut. It sounds cooler, I think, personally. It does. But maybe that's just because we grew up with astronaut and the opposite's going to sound because it's different and new. I don't know. Either The way. novelty of it all. The yeah. novelty, yeah. Throwing it back to the first man in space was a guy named Yuri Gagarin. Gagarin? I don't really know how to pronounce it. But he is known for a fact as the first man in space and he was sent mm-hmm. up by the USSR. So yep. this was something that the U- United States is like really salty about because obviously we were racing to be first, right? Right. <laughs> um, and they were also the first to send a woman up to space, which they did two years after Yuri. And the U.S. didn't send a woman up to space for like another 20 years, which is like, I'm like, did I cover that in the Space Race episode? I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> I don't remember, but that is rude. Yeah. I'm like, the Russians could do it two years later. We added a zero to that. That's rude. Lame. Lame. Okay, so here's where the conspiracy comes into play, is that Yuri wasn't actually the first person in space, and that potentially there could be anywhere from one to ten other people that could have been the first people in space. What? Yes. So the idea here is that during this period of time, too, Russia, behind their little red curtain, was very secretive, and they didn't like to put a lot of stuff out in media and for people to know about, especially if it was something embarrassing or something that was a failure. So in this case, that would be a failed space mission, I guess Mm -hmm. you could say. Pretty much meaning that they maybe sent some cosmonauts up into space that never returned back to Earth. And so they didn't announce it, which is like low-key terrifying. (laughs) Um, Being lost in space, like, can you, there's just absolutely nothing. It just, nope, Nope. keeps going on forever. Can't even. Okay. Okay, so anyway. This really first started to become a thing in media because it was a very hot topic at the time and has remained so over the last, uh, what, 20, 60 something years. So Yuri Mm -hmm. went up to space, I think it was 1961 is when he made his successful flight up there. So before this had happened, an author by the name of Robert Heinlein had traveled to the USSR for some sort of project he was working on. And while he was there, he ended up chatting up some of, like, the cadets that were part of the Red Army, the USSR's army. And they were spilling the tea, okay? Mm -hmm. So they were talking about how in a recent space mission, 
It was actually a manned spacecraft that went up and it was the name uh, Corable Sputnik Number 1. And mm-hmm. it was that particular one that actually had a human being in it. And these cadets said, due to some sort of mechanical issues, the spacecraft, once it made it up into orbit, was no longer able to be retrieved and brought back down. There was yeah. some sort of malfunction that happened with the GPS and it got messed up and it was being steered in a different direction and therefore it was just stuck in orbit. Oh. Therefore, leaving the supposed cosmonaut that was on board all alone until we don't know. <laughs> He's still floating up there. He's just floating up there. Oh, no. That's because awful. It did end up crashing down to Earth two years later, but it had burned up so much in the Earth's atmosphere uh, upon return that there was only like little chunks left over. Got it. So little fun fact about this. It ended up landing in Manitowoc, Wisconsin in the United States. <laughs> Oh, random. Yeah. A cylinder had crashed into like the road and they had to remove it because of radioactivity. But they actually put like a little metal ring in the middle of the road where it landed as like commemoration. So next time you're in Manitowoc. Noted. I uh, will check it out. You can see where it landed. So after they recovered like a handful of parts from the rubble, they were like, hey, Russia, we have your parts. Like, do you want to back? They're like, no, we're good. Keep them. (laughs) <laughs> hey Russia, we have Hey Russia, I got your parts. <laughs> they were like, "No, keep our trash." <laughs> Rude. Anyway, so after word started kind of spreading and it was like buzzing around that there was maybe someone on that actual craft, Russian mm-hmm. officials were very quick to say that no, it was not manned. It was just a test mission like it's fine whatever. Again, yeah. kind of hiding any potential failure could be it again this is a conspiracy theory let's keep that in mind here (laughs) well okay i just like i feel like and i feel like with a lot of conspiracy theories like people suck at keeping secrets and keeping their mouth shut so i feel like hypothetically maybe maybe i'm wrong but like i don't know if it was like my family member who like went up to space and like didn't come back i feel like it would like somehow come out in conversation at some point like to where I would like spill the beans even if like I was like sworn to secrecy and they gave me a bunch of money to like not spill the beans I feel like I don't know people just aren't great with secrets so it would I don't know the human element is very strong in that scenario where yeah you think that there statistically would, someone would have had to fess up by now and there would even be like I mean not just the family it would be like the space people and this at the space center or what I don't know like the the Cosmo desk people the Cosmo <laughs> like, team <laughs> the Cosmo desks like the Cosmo desk. someone's gonna slip something somewhere I don't know so but yes interesting someone would say something yeah no you're right it's so hard to keep it down all that to say there is a little bit of potential proof to there being human beings in space mm-hmm. before Yuri. Yeah. This comes by way of two Italian brothers, their last name being Utica Cordelia. I'm just going to call them the Italian brothers because I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anyway, so these two were just kind of like interested in space and all that kind of stuff. And they were amateur radioists, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. They pretty much like very cheaply took a bunch of parts and created their own like listening radio device and were able to intercept communications from the USSR. 
but yeah. like space communications, right? Like, and they were able to like point upwards and pick up on sounds that they were hearing from space. Now, this is something that a lot of other people did and was definitely a known security risk. I think we talked about that in the space race episode. Like, people could hear Sputnik in the US when there was the whole like, yeah, I remember that. They heard like the beeping or whatever on the radio, and everyone's like, ah! Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so these Italian brothers, they would pick up on stuff like that. And where they were located in Italy, they were able to pick up on things pretty frequently because they were like right in the trajectory of where like the Russian launch crafts would pass over. So they'd mm-hmm. be like right under them. So they were, they were catching a lot of different stuff. Yeah. But again, they were just amateurs. They were just two brothers who just like put together their own stuff and started snoop snooping on the USSR. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the first things that they heard that was pretty big was that um, they heard a satellite. And this wasn't out out of normal range for them. They heard several satellites. They heard a lot of space beeping and, you know, like they they did pick up on a lot of that stuff. But the USSR had not announced that anything was being launched. Again, not that much of a red flag because they were very secretive themselves. But an observatory in West Germany had like put out like a bulletin or something saying like, hey, we're like picking up on some stuff in space like and nothing has been announced. Like that's really weird. So the Italian brothers got on their little radio and they started listening. And after about an hour, they finally heard a bunch of beeps. And they're listening and they're like, what? These beeps have like a repetitive cadence to them. And then one of the brothers was like, oh my God, it's Morse code. And it's Morse code for SOS. AKA save our ship. Now, if they're picking this up in space, that means that, I mean, one would think that if, if something in space is saying SOS, that someone is up in space that needs help, right? Like That's a fair assumption. A, a spacecraft isn't just going to say SOS. Like, it's just a hunk of junk. Like, I don't know. So this is kind of like where things really start picking up because they start picking up a bunch of other different things. I think the scariest thing about the SOS message, though, is that they're able to calibrate in when you know, based on the orbital pattern about like when things start fading away and and tracking it and know that it's a passing by object. So the sound of this SOS though wasn't passing by on a normal like orbital track. It was Mm -hmm. getting further and further away as if that wherever the SOS was originating from was actually just getting further away from Earth itself, not just going for a spin around Earth, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. And so I think that's the most terrifying thing. Like, again, existential crisis, <laughs> like yeah. about how big space is. But like if someone's saying SOS and they're just floating off into space, how long do you float for? Oh, stop. I don't I don't like this episode anymore. It's my brain is just <sighs> terrifying. And we didn't you're even just, get to all of it. <laughs> you're just like tapping into my worst space fears. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm just going to say. Well, okay. So anyway, going on to some other creepy things they heard. (laughs) So a few months later, the Italian brothers picked up more stuff. And I think it just kind of kept happening to them as they got better and better. They also also started to get a little bit more well-known, which a lot of people said decredits them a bit because they could have just been doing it for more popularity. But a lot of their audio is, one, available out there 
If you want to listen to it, I will say after I finished writing this episode, I did go listen to it right before we got on to record. And I'm not going to lie. It freaked me the F out. So you are definitely not a person to listen to these recordings. (laughs) I'm good. But this next one, I think, probably affected me the most. Um, So they were just, again, recording. They hear some noise. They hear the familiar spacecraft beeping noises, satellite beeping, right? Whatever. So they start kind of honing into where the sound's coming. And this audio was really creepy. So in the background of all the beeping, you can hear like breathing, but it starts to get really strained. And then you almost kind of feel like this like painful moaning sound. It's described as like could be potentially the sound of someone suffocating. Um, and when you have that in context and you listen, I'm getting chills all over again, I don't like it. It's, it's very, very terrifying. So again, this all happened before Yuri's flight. So it could be that something went down on the ship and somehow this cosmonaut lost air, lost pressure. I don't know all of the above. And that wasn't able to make it down. And that's why they weren't announced. They also caught a couple different times uh, the sounds of heartbeats, like human heartbeats, which again would indicate that, the, yeah, there's life up there, that someone's sending life up there. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you remember from the Space Race episode, one of the first beings that made it up was a dog named Laika. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, the Italian brothers think that they were able to pick up on Laika's uh, heartbeat. Mm. Um, and one of them, though, it was a very a rapid moving heartbeat. So they were kind of scared that maybe something was wrong with the person. Again, I think a lot of this kind of sensationalized. Yeah. So the most terrifying sound, and this one they have out there. Uh, again, just like YouTube it, Lost Cosmonauts, you'll find a bunch of stuff, but is a recording of actually somebody talking, a voice that they were oh. able to pick up on. And oddly enough, it was a woman's voice. So again, going back to sending a woman up to space, Yuri completed it, uh, went going up to space in 1961, and the first woman in space was also from the USSR, and her name was Valentina Tereshova, Tereš- I think is how you pronounce it. And she went up in 1963. Okay. The timing of this recording, I don't know. I th- I don't know if it was like after Yuri, but definitely before Valentina went up. Mm-hmm. And this was absolutely terrifying. A lot of the audio is too fuzzy, and like if you'll listen to it on YouTube and you get one with like subtitles, it'll say like inaudible or whatever. But pretty mm-hmm. much the words that you can pick up is she's saying things like, and it's all in Russian. She's saying things like she can see flames. Mm-hmm. That she feels very hot. And she's pretty much asking base station if she's going to crash. And at one point she says, isn't this dangerous? And I think she's indicating, like, once I go back down into orbit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that I think that's the freakiest. It's like that's an actual human being up in space that's seeing flames and is claiming that they're very, very hot. So I think that's the most like damning one is that like, oh, maybe Valentina then wasn't the first woman in space. Maybe this woman woman was, but because she crash landed Mm -hmm. essentially or got lost in space that they didn't make any sort of announcements. So there's two parts here is that there's some scientific parts that go into this that like if she was burning up, then then something about the radio frequencies would have been blocked if she was that low in the orbit already to the point where she would have burned up. So there is that. But then there's also portings like 
these were all coming out in lifetime, all these recordings from the Italian brothers, and they mm-hmm. were becoming sensationalized in the news. So the Russians were hearing about it. And anytime that something happened, so for instance, the breathing one, after that happened, the Russians were like, oh yeah, we had uh, we had a spacecraft and it crash landed, but there was no humans in there. It was there was a dummy. We were testing some um, some life support materials. So eventually when we would send someone up, right? Like, yeah, um, we'd be able to test for that, whatever. But so they, there was a reply there. It was. Yeah, we had a spacecraft up there, but it didn't have a human on there. You're just, that's not a human brain being breathing and suffocating. Um, And they would kind of have a rebuttal to all the different, we think we caught this on audio, whatever. They would come out with a, oh, we had someone up there, but it wasn't this, you know, whatever. But in the case of this woman, they didn't say anything. Oh, shit. Sometimes silence is an answer in itself, right? Yeah, they okay, that one is legit. Yeah. So, that's what really gets people is that they felt the need to say something about everything else, but they did not say anything about this lady. Busted. So, after the fall of the USSR in God, why do I not know this? The 90s? 90 something? I don't know. This is all the, you, not me. The 80s, <laughs> the 90s? I for, I I forget now when they when that kind of collapsed. Anyway, a lot of Documents became on were declassified and were released to the public or released in just general. And it was then that they found out that it's not that they found out is that we were it was corroborated that the Russian government was hiding failures that was occurring during these space missions. Again, something that we knew, but now it's actually written in paper. Like, oh yeah, um, we can yeah. see here that there was many fail which. Going to space is a huge feat. You're going to have failures and stuff for sure, but they were hiding it all. So there's 11 that I think we know about, 11 scenarios where something bad happened, Mm -hmm. but none of it mentions a human going to space and failing before Yuri or Valentina, right? None of it mentions anything like that. That makes sense. You're not going to publicize that. Definitely. So I want to focus on these Italian brothers really quick. So I had made mention before that they got really famous and I think at one point, too, they, like, got in a game show and, oh. they like, won a trip to the U.S. to go tour NASA. Like, it was this whole thing. But because they kept coming out with these reports, they were all over the newspapers. And so they started having reporters actually come to their house. And they would knock on the door and they would want to do, you know, articles and whatever. And one day, a Russian man came to their door and was like, hey, yeah, I want to do an article. I'm from a local Russian newspaper, you know, whatever. And the guys were like, you know, they talked to him for a couple minutes and the guy left. Immediately after the guy left, they got another knock on their door. And it was like the Italian secret police. And they were like, we need to speak with you immediately. They were like, that's a KGB agent that just showed up to your house. (laughs) Um, And you need to be very fearful. Like, we're going to try and protect you. But like, that wasn't a newspaper man. Like, he was a reporter. Like, he's a a trained assassin. (laughs) Like... and he's probably coming after you, right? So thankfully, nothing happened to them, and their kind of celebrity kept growing. They ended up finding that Russian KGB agent because I think he ended up going to work in a different country as like a Russian ambassador. And I think later on, he was interviewed about his dealings with the Italian brothers. And I don't know how maybe he was like allowed to say this or 
I mean, take this with a grain of salt. This was just the interview that I saw. Yeah. But I saw that he was like, oh, yeah, we were definitely targeting them. We knew that we had to keep an eye on them. So we were tailing them wherever they're going because obviously, like, they're hacking into our private communications, like in a way, you know, like, yeah. And that's um, a national security threat. Um, also, we told all of our cosmonauts, like, you need to watch what you say in space because people were listening. Um, so they definitely did that. And then also he's like, there were plans in place to one have them just have an accident one day and be dead. <laughs> um and I guess the reason why that didn't end up happening is because they got so popular and so famous and so and they did like that game show and stuff yeah. that they were like almost like too well known and it would have been it wouldn't People have been as noticed. Yeah. It wouldn't have been discreet then. And he's like, Yeah, that pretty much saved their lives. So that's why I'm like, I don't know what would have allowed him to say all those things. <laughs> like so yeah. take that piece with a grain of salt. So anyway, yeah, there may be an un known amount of Russian cosmonauts just floating in deep space. Oh, good. That just makes me feel even better about space. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they're dead by now, one would think. Okay. Um, <laughs> I did get better. <laughs> I did read something, though, that say, if anything, their bodies are probably perfectly preserved because it's cold as hell up in space. I'm like, that's lovely. Um, and... Yeah, so there might be lost bodies in space that are Russian in origin. So neat. That's the uh, lost Russian cosmonauts. I also just want to tie off this episode with saying that uh, when I first Googled the lost cosmonauts and I started doing my research, one of the first articles I clicked on was uh, labeled, Russia confirms rescue of stranded cosmonauts with a replacement mission. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what is this? And I click on it, and it is an article from January of two. 2023 that means one month ago this article was i'm like these motherfuckers are still getting lost in space <laughs> like, Jeez. Uh, but at least now they space. can save them so yeah anyway that's space uh, is terrifying that's where we're at <laughs> wow well thank you for um just further freaking night. me out about space uh really really glad we we did that um definitely not gonna listen to those recordings anytime soon um, yeah don't they even mess with my brain yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I'll take your word for it. But cool. Yeah. So happy February Patreon, guys. Don't you love when I do Patreons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Patreons. We'll yeah. uh, guess we'll see you next month. Yeah, we'll see you next month. All right. Well, I'm going to go freak out about space. Cool. Me too. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>